promise I bet if I were to ask you what episode it was, you'd know what it is. Ah. Come on. 240. 239. That's Craig's weight. <laughs> what is it? 40? Nope. Slim down, boys. 235. What, what is it, Ad? I, I. No, not your weight. The episode. 235. Damn it. I'm a couple ahead. Well, actually, there's been a few like special editions in there, draft episodes. I mean, we're probably over 240. Yeah. So we had a, a guy at this event last night. By the way, thanks to everybody who came out to Misters and East Aurora. What a great turnout for a watch party for the Sabres Leafs game. That last was the night. best watch party I've ever seen. It was awesome. Did you guys do play by play or just hang out? Just walked around. <laughs> yeah. I, I literally just walked around and talked to people. And guess yeah. what? I hate talking to people. You know me. I hate talking to people. I'm going to tell you this. Once I get there, I absolutely loved it. There were some, there were some awesome, awesome fans there last night, like true diehard Sabres fans. They were just, uh, it was just a great environment. And he really could have said it any better, Thomas, once I got there. (laughs) (laughs) because because i'm gonna tell you so so we had to get up and do the (laughs) raffle last night and i told i told this story about craig because the day before so today is what tuesday so yesterday uh we mentioned that we were going to be at misters and then i think we mentioned it on friday last week and Patty Coletta and Cody McCormick were there before us. And then so yesterday after the show, I said to Craig, don't forget tonight. He's like, yeah, I got it. Eight o'clock. And then the panic started setting in or what? I, I messaged him at 430. <laughs> Eight o'clock tonight, misters in East Aurora. <laughs> got it. I'm on my way. I live in OP. It's 10 minutes away. I left my house at 730. Okay. I was five minutes down the road. I was five minutes away. So I was 20 minutes early. I called Craig just to see where he was on the highway. I thought, you know, I'll wait in my car (laughs) and he'll just pull in beside me. (laughs) I call him at 735. He lives in Clarence. How far is Clarence from East Aurora? Craig, it's got to be 30 30 minutes. (laughs) So now, so he answers the phone and he's like, He's on his sofa. <laughs> and I just stared at him and he looks at me and goes, what? And I'm like, you coming tonight? He's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and he goes, you should have seen his face. He goes, oh, he goes, fuck me. <laughs> Uh, and then he was in the car. I think he just poured himself a scotch sitting down ready to watch the game. Yeah. I was so excited, too, to watch that game. I was just so comfortable. Poured myself a nice bourbon on the rocks. And uh, I phone, I, I FaceTimed Petey. I, was I not the one who FaceTimed you or did you FaceTime me? I FaceTimed you. Okay, yeah. Which I probably shouldn't admit to doing because I was driving. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, so uh, anyway, so what time did you end up showing up? Eight twenty, eight fifteen. No, I was uh, I was only three minutes late. So anyway, so Craig got there. Lots of great fans. I sent you the picture of that that guy's uh, jersey. There was a van. Yeah, yeah. There was a yeah. Vanek there, 
and his name was Oliver. And these guys love the show, man. They love the show. I let him in on the secret uh, about who was riding the bike, who who paid the homeless guy a hundred bucks to ride <laughs> to ride his bike. I think you were there, man. You were definitely there. It wasn't you, and we had people guessing, Manic, Roy. Mm. No one got this guy, but anyway. I, Petey, I guessed it. And how many guesses did I take? I can't remember. Do you remember? I can't remember how many you took. I they, think my they, fr- I think my first guess was Vanek. Yeah, and it was that's right up his alley to pay a guy a hundred bucks to ride his bike. Yeah, and I think I got it on uh, guess number three because I p- I picked Derek Roy number two, the Don. Yeah, and then I picked number three, and I got it, and he got it. Do you know who it is, Thomas? Do you remember that story? I do remember it, but I I have I never yeah, you're revealed freaking it. I mean, too I banged up picked, to remember. I could have picked myself. Uh, the next thing, maybe Max, I could think of. No, uh, I think we. I think they guessed Maxie too. Anyway, you know where I went for lunch yesterday, Thomas? P.F. Chang's with uh, my brother Jeff. <laughs> nice. P.F. Chang's. Remember we were in Boston at P.F. Chang's and the no, place no, was on Florida. fire and we had to leave? Oh, yes, yes, yes. That was too. I, I thought you were going to mention uh, a P.F. Chang's story in Florida. You remember well, that You got to tell it now. Yeah. Well, there was like eight of us, right, at P.F. Chang's. And um, we get to the end of the dinner. The waitress comes over, and you know, at, at, at Chang's, they come with the little shot glasses to show you what the dessert looked like. And Paisy was like the seventh or eighth guy to order, one of the last guys. And it comes to Hannah, Paisy loves dessert. And she's like, would you want anything? And he's all mad. He's like, no, I'm good. I'm like, I live with Paisy. I'm like, what are you talking about? This, this is what you live for, dessert, dude. <laughs> like, well... Someone already ordered the carrot cake and the chocolate thing. He's like, so there's none left. He thought the the lady came around with the tray and that was the dessert. So if someone <laughs> picks something, it's gone. <laughs> and we were just dying. I'm like, Heisey, they got hundreds of those in the back. This is just to show. He's like, oh, okay, yeah. I'll do two of the carrot cakes and a chocolate cake, please. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. I was telling someone yesterday because I was talking to someone on the phone on the way. I was saying about how you were always the ringleader. You wanted to always go to PF Chang's. That, like if there's eight guys there, it, you threw it out there because that's that's where we went in Boston. Of all the places to go in Boston, <laughs> I know all the restaurants like Abe and Louis and and Grill. Well, I think I think sometimes it was just a nice change of scenery and not just always steak or this, yeah, right? Yeah. So it's like what, what was it? Grill Twenty One. Grill 21 in Boston. Wasn't that the one that ha- it was huge, huge, had really crazy high ceilings? Upstairs. That's, yeah, that was the place. That's where I hit every time I went to Boston. Yeah, lots of good places. Yeah. And Van used to truck us across the common there, and we'd go to the P.F. Changs. Um, <laughs> before, you guys want to start with Leaf Sabres, or do you want to start with the uh, general manager meetings, Craig? You you seem yeah, I like you know. Listen, I mean, I read this morning. All the general managers got together to discuss a few things, and one of the topics that was discussed, I I just raised an eyebrow and was shaking my head. And the discussion was about fights 
after clean hits. <laughs> I started, I started chuckling to myself. Um, because I can, I can hear people like yourself, Andrew, that you kind of have gone in a direction of, you know, not liking having to fight after just a basic, strong, clean, clean hit. I think there was 271 fights this year. And there was something like a hundred of those were after a clean hit. And my thought is this. It's all about you protecting, sticking up for a teammate and having your teammate feel really comfortable, whether it's a clean hit or a dirty hit, you know that you're sending a message to the other team not to take liberties or just think that you're going to go and do whatever you want to do on the ice. And that's my thought towards it. Go ahead. So you're okay with every time there's a big clean hits. Uh, if it, if it's a humdinger, um, you know, Jacob Truba has right. been known. He, he's to, the one that comes to mind, right? Exactly. When, when you talk so, about So this. do I, so do I, yeah. you know, and he, in the last couple of weeks, Vanner, I mean, he's been absolutely annihilating guys on the ice. My thought is yes, he needs to, uh, it needs to be addressed because I don't want Jacob Truba just going out thinking that he can do whatever he wants to but our players. Why do we have fucking hitting in the game then? That's that's my that's my like okay like, now, now on the flip side like I think Dalene has had some nice hits. Yeah. You you want your best defenseman to you know not hit anymore otherwise he's going to get jumped every time he has a big hit. Listen, if I was on the other team, I would want to make Rasmus Dalene if he's going to go out and absolutely murder guys, I would want him to feel uncomfortable after him doing it. That's my, my, there's a lot of pretenders in this league right now. There's a well, lot then, of pretenders. Then they need to completely change the rules. No, I don't think they do. I, yeah, they, I don't think they I need agree. to they completely need to. change why, the why? I think, see, I think, yes, both you guys were guys that would step in. So I shouldn't even talk on this topic to fight. But I think at the same time, like if I would get hit hard, I didn't expect anyone to fight for me because I knew you know, guys like you or whatever, I, I, you don't have to fight, but you know what? You're going to go after their goal scorer and freaking punish him with a good hit. Yeah. That to me, that's the response I want to see. Is it necessary Thomas, sometimes you, if it's a, you know, uh, uh, you know, cut to the middle and kind of in, a blindside in our hit? Time, Thomas, for sure, in but, our time, if someone, and, and I'm not just saying this because you're on here, but there's a vast majority of, if someone ran certain guys on our team, you guys went ape shit. Like it was there's there's no other way around it. Like if someone took a run at Thomas Vanek, there were guys that would stand up and they were we were gonna go and address that. Okay, it's just how it was. But we're talking about the game. And and it, and it's not only physically too, right, Petey? Like if someone were to hit Thomas Vanek or Derek Roy when we played, or Connolly or or Connolly, know, yeah. there would there would have been you would have you would have i i would have addressed it i know you would have addressed it immediately maybe not through a fight but there would have been verbal confrontation there would have been a verbal oh, that's where you walk down to the end of the player. bench and you yell to their bench and you're like we're gonna fucking come we're coming for your guy next 
That's what I'm talking coming. about. Next time he's on the ice, we're going to fucking get him. Like, well, I don't, I, that's not what you're talking about, Rivs. You're, you're talking no. about you're okay with just jumping Truba or Darlene. No, I'm not. Listen, I don't jump. I've never jumped a guy in my entire life. No, no, but this but is. But I'll what tell really, you this if Jacob Truba you... is going to go out and annihilate Thomas Vanek, I am going to react immediately off that because I want D- Jacob Truba to know that every time he does something like that to one of my teammates, then he's going to have to he's going to have to deal with it. And I yeah. think for some people that deters them from playing maybe their their style of game, which could be very dangerous to our team, our players. Do you but understand? See, I, like I, I do understand what you're saying, but to me, like if I get hit, I don't I don't need you to go whatever. I can take a hit. I want you to go freaking yeah. now cross check freaking Panarin, right? The next time he's in front yeah, of that, I, a and I would probably do that too. That's the that's the right. But response. I would also want to let it be known that if you're going to do that to our team, that there's going to be a reaction towards it. That's just the way it is. It's hilarious like I, how casual you said that, Craig. You're like. I would probably do that too. Well, I know he would do that. That's that's <laughs> but but the, those you, those man. to me are responses. But I I, don't, I guess the GMs have nothing better to do than to talk about that. Like, is it is it that big of an issue? I, well, mean, I feel like the only guy that does it is uh, Truba. Two hundred, two hundred and seventy-one fights this season. A hundred of those fights are because of uh, a hit on a teammate. Out of the hundred. Um, 21 of them were, uh, were given an instigator penalty. Okay. Well, I think what they're talking about is not necessarily taking that out of the game, but do you call an instigator penalty more in, in these situations? I think that's what they're, they're looking at. Here's the problem. The problem is now nobody knows when a massive hit happens. If a guy just elbowed your teammate in the face. Or if he hit him in the shoulder, because it all happens so fast and out of the corner of your eye. So sometimes the only thing that can happen is to react. Like you don't even, you because you, you, it's almost like that fear of not doing something immediately might still be in the minds of some players, not mm-hmm. all players, right? We wa- we watch the game like that 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 those bloodlines don't they're not very deep in this in this league anymore. But there mm-hmm. are still some guys that feel that way that will come to the defense of their teammate if they see him get rocked. So I guess sometimes it's more or less like do it anyway, clean or not, because if it's dirty, then it's merited. If it's not, then, you know, then you're just sticking up for a teammate, right? And I'm with you. And and that that's to me is a difference though, right? The, the, those those hits are usually, like you said, you, you you can't tell until the replay, but it's close enough. Right. But to me, there's some of those hits that Truba, it's just like, man, he just steps into it, or the Dalene hit, you know, like that's a hip, like that's a good hit. Yeah. Like those to me don't have to be. Do you impressed. remember the Calgary game? Calgary Edmonton or Calgary Edmonton? Calgary, Calgary Rangers. Rangers. Yeah. Whole, that was by far the most entertaining hockey game I've seen in the last five, six years, playoffs and everything. Truba running guys over a couple fights. I mean, it was just, it got out of hand. But it all started with a with massive hits. Like he was murdering guys. Right. I I think the only it's pretty easy, right? I mean, if there's a big hit, if 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 there's a good ref who has a good feel for the game, yeah, he knows what's going to come. Just call an instigator, right? Or, or yeah. 
And that's, that's just it. Well, I think this is what was talked about, you know, when the, they got together, they talked about this, the GMs, uh, LA Kings GM, Rob Blake said that this group discussed potentially increasing the integrator penalty to a double minor or a major to deter these types of fights. An instigator penalty currently is a two minute, a five minute and a 10 minutes misconduct. And they're talking about if a player receives three instigators penalties in a season, he's going to be automatically suspended for one game. So they're just trying to maybe take a little bit more out of this. I don't know if it's going to stop the players, um, but uh at least they're talking about it. Like, listen, I mean, I'm not, I would not be stopping. Um, no, but I, again, I think, I think the, the, the only issue is like you said, there's only 21 instigators, right? Like why, why was there be more because they need, to be, more. They need to be every time have a harder line, right? A hundred of those, but that's the thing. It, 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 you have all different types of refs and their styles and you have a hundred of these fights, a hundred of them. And only 21 of them were given an instigator penalty. I think what the GMs are talking about, okay, there's 271 fights this year. A hundred of them came because of a, um, a hit. There should be 75, 85 um, instigator yeah. penalties instead of 21. I think that's wow. kind of where they're trying and to you go. And you know what I would add to it? Like we keep talking about Truba because he is the one who hits the most, it seems like this year. Well, the most the, dangerous anyway. The most right? dangerous hitter. But if he hits somebody, right, and he's always ready for it, he's, you know, give him credit. He drops the gloves and then fights. Yeah. Yeah. But that's one of your best defensemen for the New York Rangers that now has to defend himself and he gets to sit in the, and he has to sit in the box for five minutes. To me, give the guy, come in an instigator, give him the, the, the <clears> power, <throat> right? The, the two minutes, the five and the 10. But Truba to me should just get credit at the fight. Uh, but he shouldn't sit I'm gonna, for five I'm going to be honest with you, and and you guys aren't going to like this. But if if I am Chris Drury or the coach or the team, if if I'm tr- if Truba runs somebody over and there's no penalty and a guy comes and jumps him, fucking turtle. We'll take the hit, and we'll take the power play. That's the point I'm at now. Like, yeah, oh for sim- sure, turtle, just. Go down, be like, fuck, you want to throw a punch? You think Jacob Truba is going to turtle? No, he's, he's not. A, he's not. All right. But I'm saying if he if he responds like he does, hopefully he doesn't, you know, break a finger or whatever, Absolutely. pop his shoulder out. I don't think he should go for five minutes in the box. I if think Rasmus Dahlin steps up on, on, on Austin Matthews and absolutely blows him up, and in comes, well, probably anybody from the Leafs, Noel Bunting. Achari. Bunting. 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 In comes Bunting. And Darlene just decides to drop and turtle, and Bunting wants to throw a couple punches and then pick him up and throw him down a couple times and ragdoll him a little bit. Well, that shouldn't happen because you should have four teammates in there trying to take off Bunting's But why? Why? What do you mean, why? The refs are going to grab him and put him in the penalty box for probably four minutes, and you're going to go on the power play. Right, but my whole point is like Darlene. Then, if he responds, your best power play defenseman is not available for you. That's why I'm right? saying turtle. <laughs> well, I'm not saying turtle. Do whatever you want, but he shouldn't get a penalty. You get jumped. Why? Why? Why would Darlene or Truba get a penalty? 
Oh, so you're saying like if Truba gets if Truba gets jumped and he ends up fighting, no penalty yeah. for no fighting major? No, just give him a credit for a fight, right? Because it's <laughs> Did good. You say but that already, I might have completely missed. I just that. said that. Yeah, oh, I, I just I, don't. Why? Why does he it. have to miss five minutes of the game? That's, oh, that's you know, great. That's, that's a rule great. I would change. All right. All what right. else Was are that, they talking about? Yeah, is that I all they talked about, Craig? Yeah, it's, uh, there's more. There's more issues with the game than just that. Yeah. 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 Um. What's the next article you read? Let's let's hear it. <laughs> I'm going to tell you, there's not a whole lot going on right now. I mean, in, in other years, you would wake up in the morning. Um, obviously, there's, what, 10 games on some nights, maybe even more. You'd, you'd read the, the headlines and someone would be, you know, possibly suspended, uh, you know, going to have an in-person hearing. Like, we haven't heard anything this year it has been so quiet on the gen and it's it's a good thing i'm not saying this is a bad thing but it is such a gentleman's game right now that it just seems like there's no yes we had a you know the last one was uh D'Angelo, who speared one of the tampa bay players i think it was Corey perry he got suspended for two games but there's been very little there's been very little ruckus around the uh, the NHL to talk but about see, in those that, in those forms. You you bring up that that spear, right? What did he get? Two games. Two games. I see. I think that's what's wrong with the league. I'm not saying that spearing is all right, but would you take a spear in the nuts or a freaking blindside elbow to the head, and that's two games as well? So what are you saying? I'm saying, and I've both, said this even, even when we played, you know, like the both target, both targeting the head. <laughs> uh, but like, you know, like Taurus and, and those guys who would go out and absolutely kill guys and they get two games or three games. I'm like, well, Torres at the end was getting 20 games for that. So at the end. Yeah. <laughs> but that, that's how, how many does it take? Right. To me, it's yeah. like, I don't care if you have suspended four times or six times or 10 times. If you target an absolute to the head, why is it not seven games right away? Eight games. Like a spear, a little spear is the same as as an absolutely hit from behind. Well, here's, or, here's uh, the only theory I could see on that. Do we, and, and, and I'll, I'll preface it with a question here. Do we actually believe that players, when they hit, still target the head with how they slow it down and stuff? Because in my opinion, one, <clears throat> one you know, you make contact with the head in a hit at a fast play, they're like, what can you do there? Yeah, you made contact. You probably could have changed. That's two games. You spear somebody, that is blatant intent with right. a stick. And and, and, and and I don't have a problem with the two games for a spear. But yeah, whatever. No. Is there I any mean, other listen, rules I mean, you guys would want to change in, in today's game? Uh, Well, you're not going to like this one. This is just no, I be- don't want you to say it. Anything to do with red, don't say it. No, it has to do with blue. <laughs> okay, go ahead. <laughs> you want to take the offsides out? Take the fucking blue lines out. <laughs> oh my god, you're an idiot! <laughs> Jesus. Last time we uh, talked, he wanted to if put the, the blue red lines line are back. coming out. I'm coming back, baby. Like, 
I'm going to rent dice later today. Think about what that would do <laughs> for the game. It'd be like lacrosse, man. You could have a guy like like any anybody. Can you imagine kind of- they told Vanner that he's not allowed to go in the defensive zone. That one player had well, to stay in the offense. It would make the, the other team have to wonder: Are you going to keep a guy all the way back, or are you going to bring five guys up and play five on four in the zone? And then once those guys get it, fire right. it down to Thomas Vanek from the top it. of the circles. In are you kidding me? That's fucking ridiculous. We're I mean, I love it. Don't get me wrong. I would. I mean, that would have been me. My whole career <laughs> It would have been <laughs> awesome. But but that has nothing to do with hockey. Fuck, you would have crushed eight ninety four, Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, the one rule that I would like to see changed or implemented, and it's it's. I, I've mentioned this even when I played to the PA, and it just no one cared about it. Why is it when there's a delayed penalty? You get to pull your goalie, you play six on five, and you score, and the penalty goes away. It should still be a two-minute power play, even after, even if you score. Why? But why wouldn't it be? So that so so say you get ribs, you, you get called for a so two-minute. So the the penalty is done. But why? So the hooking never happened because of a goal, the 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 elbowing, or it never happened. Why can't you score a goal and you still get penalized for the penalty that the You're player saying did? after the goal is scored, the goal stands and you should still get a penalty. Exactly. You still get a power play. I mean, we're, we talk about bringing in more scoring. I, I just, I never understood how a player how many get ta- a penalty. How many times that happened? Yeah, I was going to say, honestly, how many times it but, never happens? It's but, like 2%. And the that, other thing is, too, is that it's such a disadvantage for the team getting scored on twice because, well, nowadays in hockey, yeah, three-goal leads are, are are becoming, you know, more uh, regular comebacks. But still, man, I mean, you get two quick you, goals. You don't think, you don't think if, if, if teams know, okay, we score, there's still a power play. I think you would see them taking the puck more back, working on more six-and-five situations to get that goal. And then, you know, the double whammy with the power play. Does it happen a lot? Like you said, no, it doesn't. But why not? I'll tell if, you something it, else I would do to change the game, one. Thomas, since we're on the topic. I I would make the ranks a maximum size and a minimum size. And you build your team based around your, <laughs> your arena. <laughs> You're you're playing Lego hockey again, taking out blue lines, <laughs> building, building. You're, you you want to so so you want to be like the MLB, right? Which is another again. I didn't grow up playing baseball. My kids do. I don't understand baseball. How you can just decide? Oh, we're gonna build this park with these dimensions. Like there's no. Well, back in the day, the old Buffalo Odd was one of the smallest ice surfaces, right? And then you, you know, like it's too have, bad that it, that teams don't do that. I I agree. Like the Boston the, Gardens, Boston Gardens was the no, Cracker like, Jack box, and guess what? They built a team. They built a team that yeah. was perfect for forty-one games in that building. Okay, they built big, aggressive, uh, tight players that uh, that benefited from being in a much smaller spot, so much smaller arena. So what if you have a small rank, the GM gets fired, the new GM wants speed and fast, they just take out five rolls. They they take out five rolls and make the ice bigger. (laughs) 
or, or <laughs> you go into interview for the job be like here's my vision um terry <laughs> we're gonna take out the front five rolls and we're gonna make the eyes bigger because we're gonna be small and fast. we're going fast <laughs> this is great <laughs> or you just or you make your ozone the the ozone you play twice you make that larger and the d zone you make that smaller well well it's interesting you say that because when we did the when we did the show live on the air uh when when it was the instigators um we had Scotty Bowman on and he actually said he would move the blue lines closer to the net or move the net closer to the blue lines mm-hmm. so you have more room behind the net and 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 the puck the pass to the point is a quicker shot you know what i mean like plays are faster to the net yeah. Um, if you make a smaller space, yeah. So, like, I, you know, that that's one of the. I things. think you, I think you would get a lot more scoring if you had smaller zones. Everybody thinks that it would be easier to defend. Every shot, every you wouldn't have time to do anything, but basically put pucks towards the net, which is the most dangerous area. And then it comes into everything read has and, to read go to and react, and then all of a sudden there's scrambles, and you'd have tons of yep. goals, rebounds. All this, I don't even know where we're going. All where this benefits your style. Steer of the game ship. Too. So, Thomas, did you listen to the show yesterday? I did. Dead in the water. Well, yeah. guess what, boys? Savers are back, baby. <laughs> <laughs> They're back. They're in the mix. Two games in hand on the Islanders. Unfortunately, it's it's a one spot race right now. I think Pittsburgh's pulling away with it. So it's the Islanders' spot. It's wild card number two. If Pittsburgh can maintain. But it's wild card number two that is attainable for the Sabres in Florida and Ottawa if they're still in it. But they're right there. And Washington. Yeah, I don't know why I'm not giving them any respect. But I don't think they're going away. I think that's still, you know, even though they traded out, guys, I think it's still a veteran team. They got Kemper as the goalie, who is, I believe, a good goalie. They're not going to go away easily. They'll they'll be hanging around. What's interesting about them too is they got back Tom Wilson, and Tom Wilson's been basically hurt all season long, and now you're getting a player inserted into your lineup like that. I mean, that is a big, big, big ad, and I'm pretty sure that Carlson is been back practicing and going to be playing very soon. Yep. Um. These okay. are world class players. Yeah, okay. Yeah. All right. Then then that's all those are all things you need to factor in. And I guess I I will retract my statement and say Washington. We we said that about the Sabres, like literally uh, ten days ago. The Sabres were in an, an incredible position. They shit the bed. They lose a couple games. They fall from like the first under the wild card to like the six. And now all of a sudden within two games where they pick up a point against the Rangers, they win against Toronto. Now all of a sudden they're back. They're back. I mean, if, if the Buffalo Sabres win the next two games, just the next two games, it would put them the same amount of games as the Islanders and one point behind. And then it's a race. It is a race to see. And they have a head to head with them. They have one more head massive next massive Sunday, game. I think. I think the Sabres just haven't 
very fortunate that none of those five teams, I mean, Petey mentioned it, like Pittsburgh went on a little heater there and, you know, separated themselves, but no one is running away with this. Like all these, you know, like Ottawa had a three game winning streak and like, like, oh, okay, here they come. Watch out. And then they lose three in a row. Well, I only I only say Pittsburgh too, Thomas, because I know they are two points ahead of the Islanders, but they have two games in hand. So I I I, I always no. factor those games in hands as wins until they lose them. I don't know why. Maybe it's benefit yeah. of the doubt, but no. But but you look at the Pittsburgh Penguins, the last ten. I, I'm pretty sure they have a really good record, right? The last ten. Pittsburgh is seven two and one in their last ten games. So they've yeah, they've gone on fire. Yeah. The Buffalo Sabers. Are four, five, and one, and yep. there's your difference. There's your difference. But then again, Florida hasn't done anything. Washington hasn't put together a streak. Ottawa hasn't put together a streak. Detroit has like all these teams. They win two and be like, okay, here they come, and then they lose two, and you're like, God, oh, as Petey said, dead in the water again. <laughs> so they're still in a good spot because all these teams, no one is really grabbing it and be like, we want this spot. Yeah, you, you like you're sitting there. You have the Detroit Red Wings are seventh in the wild card race. Okay. They have 69 points. They have two games in hand. If they win the next two games, they're going to be at, you know, 73 points. And they're, and they just beat Boston with everybody else. They just beat the Bruins, handed them. This is going to be a race. I'm not kidding you. I think this is going to be a race for the first time in a very long time. It's going to come down to the last five games of the season. And it's going to be, and I love know, it because last be, year it was horseshit. It was just all it was was just figuring out position. Eight teams were yeah. set, yeah. and now, yeah. and we're starting to see that a little bit in the West. But the West is is very. I think those teams separate themselves, but I think Nashville is the only one with a legit chance still, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, they have three games in hand, and they're six points back from Winnipeg. Winnipeg, I mean, the 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 thing is too about the West is that if you look at the, all the teams, like they are, it's super tight. Like it's, yeah, yeah. You know, another thing that we talked about yesterday, Petey, was Alex Tuck and what he means to the Sabers lineup, and and you see what he does to to this roster. I mean, confidence-wise, what he does by solidifying the top line. Um, Alex Tuck scored his first 30-goal season, and he still has 16 games left. How impressive has he been? Are you surprised? Because at the start, I asked of the year, you at the start of the year, I asked you if he could score 40 goals, and you guys said, well, I, don't I, know said no. you, I, "I said no." I said not yes. a freaking chance. And it's not a disrespect to to uh, talk. I said no because he hadn't come close to forty goals. He should start with thirty goals before he, we talk about forty goals, right? Oh, he just started at thirty. He's at thirty. I think he's your. You know, once Oki decides that enough is enough for him, I mean, Tuck is a pretty easy choice, right? Of being the next captain for the Sabers for a long time. I think you you see his abilities but you also see he loves being in the community and being a, a saber and and that's exactly the person you want around for a long time and i've always what loved this big strong what about Darlene? he has been the silent assassin the more and more that i hear about him and his competitiveness and his uh, you know maturity 
you know, he's five years in the league. He's really matured as, as a man. Like where does Rasmus Dahlin fit into that conversation? Exactly what he has an A. You think? Yeah. Not, not, uh, do you not think that for an example, you know, Rasmus Dahlin has the ability to be somewhat like the next uh, Nicholas Lindstrom, a guy who took over the C, maybe, uh, you know, middle-aged in, in his in his hockey career, that he has that ability? I guess I'm not around enough to, to me, I don't think he has the presence like a Nick Lindstrom. And I think I look at Tuck and the way he talks and his interviews and the way yep. he... I think that that to me has more of a captain's presence. That's the only. Yep. Would Dalene be a bad captain? No, not at all. I mean, I, I I've only heard good things about him. But what about Dylan Cousins? A great uh, secondary A. I, listen, I mean, right. there's something you, you got to remember something too, and I don't know if this stuff factors into it. And I and I have to re- I'm, I want to remove my bias here for a second. But if the optics from the outside looking in, if you are familiar with the you know, the trade and talk and where he's from and his, you know, who he cheered for when he was a kid. And, you know, he is, he may be from Syracuse, but he is a Buffalo guy through and through. I think some of that, and I'm not saying Darlene isn't, but I think some of that, you have an American kid from New York state from an hour and a half away who wanted to be a saber uh, uh, coming from a team with Craig that you mentioned yesterday that nobody would want to leave and go to Buffalo for. Especially at the time that that, that it happened, yep. and then you factor in the player, the attitude, the work ethic. I mean, yeah, uh, I don't know. I, I don't care where he's from. I think he's. Um, I just love his presence. You know the way he plays the game, the way he conducts himself. He's a big man. He's well, missed eight that. games this year. Okay, he has thirty goals. So we could probably give him what four goals in those eight games based on the pace that he's on. He's over a half a goal a game pace right now. So we'd be at 34 <laughs> with 16 remaining. And what does it matter if it's 34 or 30? Either way, yeah. I mean, it's... I'm saying, could he get 40? Would he be on pace for 40? He... Yeah, I mean, he could definitely get 40. I mean, guys, and that's what I said to you guys before. I mean, ton of guys are having career mm-hmm. years. That's And I keep coming back to it. If they're going to miss the playoffs, there's no guarantee... That next year, guys are going to have career years to top that because it's not easy. So, how are you going to make the playoffs next year? You got to go and get help. Or, or do you think players like JJ Paterka, Jack Quinn can They'll make? Like, you got to realize, like you, Vanner, in your first year, you were you were pretty special special player. I think you, I'm think you scored twenty six your first year. Is that true? I don't know. I don't know. I I, I I know where you're getting to. And, I think you scored. Right. Tw- I I think you scored 26 your first year. Your second year in the league felt much more comfortable. Much different player. Okay. Right. It wasn't just you. You know, going into the locker room feeling uncomfortable. You were a rookie. You know, shut your mouth. And all of a sudden, Thomas Vanek emerged in his second year when it scored 43 goals. Okay. I think there's going to be emer- uh, that emergence. Of of a Jack Quinn, a Paterka, I think um, an Owen Power, who's who's been very strong this year, is going to be a much different hockey player next year. I think well, he, he better be if you're going to give him nine point five. I'm not giving him nine point five. I never said I would give him nine point <laughs> five. 
I did. Ever. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm talking about trying to sign this guy to a contract. I don't want to go into Owen Power, but no. you, need, you need to sign him to a long-term deal of, of like $8 million, $7.5, 8000000 dollars Because I'm going to tell you, on the second half of that deal, you are, it's going to be a steal. That's just my, that's my feeling, but I don't want to go off off topic there. So no, go on. No, I think your point is, is, is legit and it's true. You need, that's how you win in the league, right? With your young guys. That's right. Emerging. And, and I can see Quinn getting 25 plus next year, but Turka, you know, getting, getting closer to 20 or more. What made the, the, uh, Oh five, Oh six season. Great. Was this banner. It, it was. You know, Danny Briere and Chris Jury's hockey team. And they were the guys who drove the ship. They were the guys. But the young talent, the Derek Roy's, the Pominvilles, the Thomas Vanicks, you guys grew significantly. And you guys are the ones that made this team a president's trophy team. It wasn't. It was not Jury. It was not Briere. Yes, they were the appoint producers. Yes, they were the top guys. But that's not why you guys were the President's Trophy winners. You were President's Trophy winners because of you guys, the young guys who started to emerge as way, way better players than what. What was your line, Thomas Vanek, Roy, Finneganoff? Yep. Yeah, I mean, no, no, and and you're right on. I mean, you need depth, right? So you, you look at you look at Paterka, Quinn, up. and Cousins. They're both yes. they're they're like three guys at 22, one guy's 21. That 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 unit, that line is going to blow up. Like Jack Quinn has 13 goals this year. He's got 30 points. He's had a really nice season. But I'm going to tell you right now, that kid's going to have 28 goals next year, and he's going to have 60 points maybe. Mm-hmm. Okay, and if that happens then your top line is going to be i mean they're going to they're going to be continue to do what they do they may not have the same numbers but they're still going to be very dangerous and i think that's where your team gets better is when the underbelly of your team is stronger and, and i'm right, not i'm not right arguing there. at all that point because that's exactly how you win but what i'm saying is when you have a ton of guys with career years and you might miss the playoffs I don't. I, I know. I know you guys and, and Geo loves this great path and whatever. And and I agree with all of this. But that that to me is not a good look. Like having that many guys on career years, you should be. You should be in the playoffs because yeah. it's tough to have career years, and to match that is even harder. Not saying they can't do it, but so, you have a good argument with with the young guys, you know, elevating their game, and then, but again. Where are they going to elevate? Where are those points coming for? They're going to have to be either more power play time. So some well, listen, Tage less. Thompson, Skinner, um, and, and Alex Tuck will continue to be a force. But guys like Dylan Cousins, guys like Jack Quinn, Paterka, I even think, I'm going to tell you this, Casey Middlestat playing with maybe a few different players next year, a Jordan Greenway, and another guy that is beneficial for that that unit. Um I think is going to be is going to be a really really good top nine. Yeah, your your next line that's to be determined. Vanner, did you see Jordan Greenway's first goal? I did. Yeah, I think he's I think he's fit in well. You know, I, I don't think the the points 
or you know assist or whatever haven't quite been there in bunches but i think his game is in a good good space right now i thought i thought he's he fit in well right away he's gonna Uh, need a little bit of time this is something that i said from day one he's been in an environment in minnesota where the confidence has been low and he hasn't kind of found his game to continuously produce points and right now he's on another team, another environment. He's it's going to take him a little bit of time to figure out who's going to be his line mates moving forward. And but watching him, I've been very pleased with Jordan Greenway and the way that he the way that he's playing the game right now. I think he's done a nice job and he's going to continue to build confidence in the offensive side of things as he moves forward, I think with this team. Well, it's confidence and opportunity, right? That's I mean, right. I, I think in Minnesota here, they they put him on a line where with Marcus Felino and and Eric Snack and more of a grind line, tough to play against. Get your chances when you know when they come. But I think playing with Middlestad or some of these other guys who are more offensive is definitely going to help his game and his production. Devin Levi's season ended. Um, mm-hmm. What are we thinking is going to happen there? He's a sophomore. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So there's the, that's why I'm saying there's no there's no so, real panic right now. I would still like to see him signed, and then I think he's ready for the next step. I think yeah. he's he's dominated college hockey for two years, and I think once you do that in back to back years, you're ready to go. So, yeah, but how how far away though can a guy like this be from taking over the team? Years. He's years away. I don't know. I mean, uh, how long did it take um, Jake Ottinger in Dallas? That's that's a great question. I I don't yeah. have the answer. I right. don't have the I, answer. I don't. I think it. he. I think he might have played a year, year and a half, and then he started getting called up. So yeah, I, I think it's all it's 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 all different, right? I mean, I can see him come in, play a year in the AHL, and and put up really good numbers. And he'll push for the job. The, the following well, the season. only the only way you're putting up good numbers in the American Hockey League is unless you have a team in front of you that is allowing you to put up good numbers. Okay. Yeah, um, but so but there's also the, a difference, right? You you can you can give up four or five even if you're a shitty team. But I think the the, the stats nowadays, you know, the grade A chances your team gives up and and what are those save percentages? So, uh, but yeah, you're right. I mean, to to have numbers to win goaltender of the year like Allmark or whatever. You need a good team in front of you, of course. That's right. That's right. Um, I just think that there's not a rush. I mean, he's he's 21 years old right now. Um, I don't think there's a real rush to push okay, so you, him. You said yesterday we're making the playoffs next year. Yeah, it's not with so, him. I'll tell okay, you that. Okay, no, but is it with is it with Comrie and Lukanen? Um, I think another year under uh, under Ukapek Lukanen could be. Could be important. Maybe the Sabers go in a different direction and 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 move on from Comrie. Um, you have Anderson that uh, decides to retire. You have Ukapekalukanen who is going to be the backup. Anderson back. And... I mean, like, yeah. Listen, I mean, he's he's played great. There's no question. But at some point in time, he's going to want to move on in life, right? He's going to be 42 years old. I just think that there's goaltenders out there right now that that are not overly expensive. Okay. They're not, they're not breaking the bank. And I think Devin Levi, even if he does make the NHL, he's still a couple years away from him taking over 
an NHL hockey team. It's not going to be until he's 24. I mean, he's not just jumping in here and all of a sudden he's going to be uh, the savior. That's not how it happens. You look at Spencer Knight in, in Florida, that's on a, a, a pretty strong team. You know, he started very early. He's still not the guy. He's still got work to do. These young goaltenders, there is no rush. It takes time for these guys to develop into their role. And and Devin Levi, who's shredding D1 hockey, is not the NHL. It's D1 hockey. And there's a big friggin' difference between D1 hockey shooters and hockey players than guys that are playing in the National Hockey League. And it's going to take him time. And there shouldn't be a rush for Devin Levi. There's not a rush, but why wouldn't you, and I'm sure Kevin is, trying to sign him right now and, and, and get sure him started, is. right? And, and I'm the sure path, he is. Like, right away, I, I would try to get him signed ASAP, get him out of school, put him in Rochester, and, and okay. get him a little taste of pro That's hockey. probably the holdup. He probably wants to come right to Buffalo, and they've got, already have two goalies here. They've got... What happens on that if he signs right now? Does that burn a year for him? That's what he'll want. It... it I, I, only, I think, if he plays NHL games. NHL games. You can sign and play in the minors, and then year one would start next year, yeah. I believe. He, he, honestly, he why would he? Why would he do that? Yeah, why would he do that? Why would he do why that? Would he, why would he screw a year of his education and, and the not be able to finish that second year where he can just basically sit the next couple, the next two months or three months, finish his education at Northeastern, and then start fresh in the like minors. This, it's almost like the, the Sabres year. have three goalies. I mean, if he's signing out of college, he's probably saying, I want to play a bulk of those games down the stretch. Yeah. But the problem is, are the, the Sabres, Sabres are out? still in it? They're still you can't in put it. Put this kid in there. He's not. I know, but I, I think I think he's old enough, right? Where it's where it's only a two year deal. Just like isn't isn't Austin or Austin <laughs> Owen Powers? Uh, his, his was only a two because year he burned level. a year, right? Because he burned a year of his deal playing those six games when he when he came out of college. Six games, yeah, whatever he did. I think that that Friday year. So now he's yeah. down to two I thought, years. I, I I don't know why I'm thinking if you're a college kid and you're a certain age, I think you can only you you can opt to sign a two year. But I don't know if he's old enough to do that. Yeah. But anyways, I'm just saying if he wants to go play pro hockey, even if you don't burn a year, I think it would be great for him to get some you know, games in the AHL and, and see what it's like, what it is, and, and have a good summer knowing what to expect already for next year. But if you're his representative and you want leverage, I'm probably saying hang tight. If you were his parents right now, well, hang if, tight. If you, you, can, you can finish school online, Rivs. It's not like he's dropping out. Yeah, it's not about, it's not about my, my son finishing online. There is... A, there is a long life of hockey ahead of this young man. He's 21 years old. Well, then, then I, you're then you're telling him to stay at school for another year. No, no, I'm telling him to finish his school, not go to Buffalo. Okay, to play eight games or five games. I'm telling him to stay at school, finish his second year. And then you will re you will sign with the Sabers, and you will reevaluate in the summertime of of what's the plan. That's coming from an OHL guy. <laughs> <laughs>
That's a wrap on another episode of After the Whistle. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter, After the Whistle, and at Craig Reve 52 at the Instigator76. You can find us, as you already know, on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube, and anywhere else where you can get your podcasts. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to spread the word. Thank <laughs> you.